0: I am your host, Tori Christina, and we are here today with Kenyatta Speaks. Yes, she is a professional mental health specialist, um, and we're going to talk to her today to see what she can give us, because she has a lot to give what she can give us to help us as we're on our journey to make sure that we're managing our mental health, that we are addressing it, that we are dealing with it, and we're just not allowing it to deal with us. And you know what? My guest yesterday, let me tell you what she said. She's also PhD, mental health person, um, professional. And she said at the end of the show, she goes, she said something about, you know, if you have diabetes, you get help for it. If you have cancer, you get help for it. If you have a mental health issue, you need to get help help for it or it will kill you. Yeah. And I, I think I flatline when she said that. But it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. You you feel the same way.
1: Yeah. You can be dead
0: emotionally
1: just as well as right. physically. Right. You know, so it's really a choice. Mm-hmm. It's really a choice all day, every
0: day. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I, we talked about that, about those choices that we have to make. And that is like a real um, reason why I wanted to create this platform is because I want people to know that they have a choice and they have power and they have the ability to overcome this mental issue. And even if, even, cause I know like for me, mine is PMDD was just premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which only lasts, I say only, but 15 days out of a month is a lot. But I, I know that there are some people that deal with bigger issues being bipolar or whatever and that's mm-hmm. schizophrenic and they're dealing with that 24 hours a day 7 days a week. Yeah. So I just wanted to help us that are in this community is how we can get control over this thing that we obviously have to deal with.
1: Right. Yeah. Right, is taking a look at it. Well, being willing to look is the first um I think is the first step. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody has a different foundation of, um, how could I say? Um, they just have a different foundation every day. So when we think about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so when we kind of go back to homeostasis, my homeostasis may look different from yours because of all of your past life experiences mm-hmm. um, and the things that you're going through and your mental state. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to find a way to recalibrate that right because what we're no, what we're used to is normal to us right so are we willing to be uncomfortable being uncomfortable right because we're already uncomfortable anyway right yes and and
0: like you said it's just admitting that you're uncomfortable yeah. like something is not right and I think that's what we have said um amongst all of these shows is that just getting to the place where you realize that something is not right <laughs> Something is a little off, and I need I need help. Right, I need help. So tell us a little bit about um, Kenyatta speaks. So, I was born and raised. <laughs> Ready? Yeah, <stop. laughs>
1: um, I was born and raised in the city of Riviera Beach. Okay. Um, right in moral hikes, you know, right okay. in the midst of it all. Yes. Um, where there could be a lot of trauma, you know, um, being experiencing, um, you know, different environments and things like that. Mm-hmm. So going from Riviera Beach to middle school, John F. Kennedy to Suncoast Community High School, because Mm -hmm. that's where I I went. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to experience a lot of different groups of people. Right. Um, So a lot of people say that they go off to college and, you know, they um, are around people of different cultures and different ethnicities. I was able to kind of see a little bit of something different from, you know, the uh, environment that I was raised in. Mm -hmm. Um, I graduated from Berry University. Um, I got my master's degree. Sorry, I completely forgot about my bachelor's degree. <laughs> I, got,
0: I got my master's though. I, got my master's I just talked about this. I tried to go back and get my master's. I was like three classes in. Like, oh, oh, well, you get. To do <laughs> I was that. not ready. You get
1: to do that up until now. You are not ready because I'm pretty sure that's at the core of something <sighs> that
0: you've been wanting. Lord. Right? You <laughs> go pray about it. Yeah. So,
1: so um, I got my undergrad at FAU. Um, and I'll tell you the story about me going to college. I did not like school. Mm -hmm. Um, I just really got by. I cheated sometimes to just get by, even in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But I majored in sociology. So when I finished school. um, That was your bachelor's? That was my bachelor's degree, in um, a bachelor's of arts in sociology. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I graduated, I got a job with DCF. Mm-hmm. And this is when DCF first privatized, and I was just looking to work. I didn't care where I worked. Mm-hmm. You know, mom told me you better get a job. Right. You know? And um, working for DCF, and over a couple of years, I started working um, in uh, St. Lucie County. Okay. And by doing that, I saw a need that was in the community uh, for young adults who were aging out of foster care. Um, and my heart poured out to a couple of the kids that I did have some experiences with. Um, and so they don't have
0: services for kids that age out of foster they, care?
1: Yeah, they have services. There are a lot of different resources in the community mm-hmm. uh, for these kids. But what happens when these kids um, get ready to age out of foster care, when mm-hmm. they do age out of foster care, they don't really have a lot of life skills because there is a large amount of them who are on runaway status. So they'll run away for, you oh, know, their okay. different reasons to maybe get back to their families if, you know, their parents' rights were terminated and, you know, they can't really be with them. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's the thing. They'll age out, but then they don't really have all of the skills that that they need to have. Right. And so I transitioned back uh, to Palm Beach County. And then I had an amazing supervisor uh, by the name of Maria. And she encouraged me to go back uh, to school. I was like, I don't want to go to school. I never really liked school. Mm-hmm. But the need was so great um, because when I was a case manager, I just noticed that I was going doing home visits every 30 days, um, checking in the refrigerator, making sure the kids had food and the parents were going to their different appointments and things like that. But I felt like that there was more that I can do. I'm not sure if you've ever had uh, the feeling that you were kind of pregnant, not
0: literally pregnant. I understand. I just had this conversation with somebody about being pregnant. Yeah. Like in the spirit, when God gives you something that that you're supposed to birth, like you make preparation for it. Even like in a natural, you get a, you know, your baby room ready. You start thinking of names, you prepare your body, you don't eat a certain way. And so it's just the same thing when you have something that you need to bring forth for the greater good of mankind, you have to prepare for it. And that's mind, body, and soul.
1: Yeah. 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 So, um, so I went back to school. I was working a full-time job and also a part-time job. Um, I went to school like over
0: the. You weekends. were working. You were working a full time job, a part time job, and going to school.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, I was going to school, and I was going to school on the weekends, mm-hmm. so I was able to kind of manage um, both. And I graduated in 2011 with my master's degree uh, from from Barry uh, with social a social work degree.
0: I'm, I'm gonna give you a hand. <laughs> you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know what question I had? Okay. So when you say that that when the the children. Um, age out of foster care and they don't have those skills do you feel like when they're in these foster homes that they're not really being raised
1: Um, I think that they are and they're different um, groups of children so you have some some children that have severe mental health disorders and need some additional support Mm -hmm. and then you have some kids that just have severe behavioral issues you Mm -hmm. know um, oppositional defiant disorder, um, um, what else would I say? We just um, say they bad. Eight,
0: well. <laughs> that's what, that's what we
1: would say. Yeah. And they're not really bad. They just been dealt Have, a bad hand. Yeah. Been trauma. Bad, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and so with those kids, they're defiant. You know, so those kids would be placed in a group home and if they don't like the group home. They mm. don't get to do what they want to do. They run away.
0: But do you say, do you think, or I guess I'm asking a professional, <laughs> um, do you, is being defiant like a defense mechanism?
1: Um It depends. You know, there could be some chemical imbalance. There could be some cognitive um, concerns um, Mm -hmm. that would be being addressed um, and different things that you can do for these kids, which is therapy, you know, teaching them coping skills and things like that. But if people aren't willing to learn and willing to practice what it is that um, they're being given, then it's kind of like, well, what do we do
0: Right. And that's, like I said, that's what this platform is about. We want to be accountable yeah. for the hand that we've been dealt yes. you know it's it really affects not just you but it affects the people around you so if you're having issues uh your mental health is uh, unstable that's something that you really have to look at and you really have to address and you have to take accountability for it because there are methods to help you with your mental health
1: oh yeah and i like to use a distinction between have to and get to mm-hmm. because when we think of have to it's like so much pressure so much Oh, I have to do this I have to get here on time this is that but we say well I get to do this I mm-hmm. get to practice my skills I get to be here mm-hmm. um it takes on this whole nother mood that you get to create for yourself every day right and it kind of takes that it's, that pressure off yeah
0: it puts a little joy in it yeah. <laughs> it puts a little joy yeah. in it so tell us um about Kenyatta Speaks, you're still telling us. Okay, so I'll tell you
1: a bit about my own personal journey. Okay. Um. So in to the end of October 22nd, actually, of 2018, um, I was at a place in my life that I was used to being at my job. I was a clinical director for a um, nonprofit organization mm-hmm. um, that provides – um mental health treatment for kids that are in foster care. Um, but I was under a program where we were providing in-home family therapy for at-risk families who had kids that were at, r- at risk of coming into foster care. Okay. And I had been doing that, um, since 2011. So from 2011, all the way up into 2021, I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned the job, knew the job. I just felt like it was drag. You know, I really didn't yeah. have the passion that I had for, um, Anymore and I would just go to work, you know, just and that's it. So um there was this guy, his name is Ralph Campbell. I completely give my life to him. He came over um and did a training for our entire um company. Mm -hmm. And after the training, he was like, Well, let me know if you need support and let me know how I can help you. And he gave his phone number. I had never seen that before. Mm -hmm. Um, and in my past experiences, when people say that, it's just like, uh,
0: they're just What do you mean you haven't seen that before?
1: Um, when people ask, how can I support
0: you mm-hmm.
1: to genuinely feel like they mean it?
0: Mm-hmm. And so you felt and that I, from him. I felt it. Mm-hmm. I felt
1: it. Um, and then after that training, a couple months later, I had a, a, a supervision meeting with my supervisor and I went, you know, and she said, Kenyatta, you need to get your stuff together i don't want to use any of your <laughs> you can't okay. you need to get your you need to get your shit together uh-huh. that's what she said and i sat there and i looked at her like who's this lady think she's you know talking to me like this but i sat back and i was like maybe she has some truth to this mm-hmm. so i went in my car and i cried i didn't know what else to do
0: did she elaborate on like what that meant though she
1: assumed that i knew yeah Whatever her meaning was for it, I'm not sure if it was in alignment with what I made of it. Right. Um, But it definitely uh, shifted the trajectory of my life, that one conversation. Okay. And I'll be forever grateful. Yeah. It worked out. It worked out. Mm -hmm. And I went in my car and I cried. And I remember this guy, he's like, oh, you know, um, let me know if I can support you. So I called and I was crying you know and like i
0: need support please help
1: me <laughs> jesus look anybody please help me again. you know and at that point i really didn't even know what was wrong it, i just felt off i felt different
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um he told me to go to Barnes and Noble um get carol dweck's mindset book and meet him at starbucks the next day wow. and so i did that and i've been rec- receiving coaching ever since mm-hmm. um he is a uh, we do work together at this time, too. And he also coaches me. And um, so that's where my journey started, Mm -hmm. you know, with surrender. You know, looking back now, um, it was a surrender Mm -hmm. for me, even though I didn't know what it was or what it looked like.
0: And what do you mean by that? Elaborate on a surrender. Um, What were you surrendering to?
1: Myself. Mm -hmm. Getting myself out of the way, you know, looking at areas where I felt like I was being right in, even though I wasn't really feeling right. Um. Also, like you're doing open,
0: all the right things, but inside were, of me, it's not my, really. My
1: soul didn't feel like it was being nourished in the okay. way that I felt like that it could mm-hmm. even though I had not even experienced that mm-hmm. so that's but the it's crazy like part about it's it. that
0: feeling of there has to be more than to this exactly yeah
1: exactly exactly and at that point I'll just back up a little um I was talking about the kids that aged out of foster care um I started a non nonprofit organization in 2017 called stairways to success mm-hmm. um and it's empowering lives one step at a time so so I that actually,
0: was even before this was before you come into Yes. Your surrender. Yes. Okay.
1: <clears throat> um, and I had actually written, you know, when you graduate school and you have to do your resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, I just kind of wrote it down, and it actually came to fruition. Mm-hmm. It came to fruition, mm-hmm. and I, um, I actually, um, I have two properties, but at that time I was renting one of my properties out, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, well, how am I gonna do this? I, don't, I ain't got no money. <laughs> I ain't got no. I don't even know where to start. So literally. Um, I reached out to Shandra Stringer shout out to Shandra Stringer yes. uh, if you ever need support with opening up businesses prayer anything like that Uh, She helped me start uh, my nonprofit organization. That's awesome. I had a
0: pleasure of meeting her at an event one time. She's she's, really awesome.
1: She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I ended up doing was instead of renting my house out to families, I turned it into a transitional um, housing for young adults aging out of foster care. Is this
0: still before the surrender? This was before the surrender. (laughs) So, and I, I, I I really admire that because... A lot of times when we are in a place mentally, we will allow it to hinder our progress. Mm -hmm. And so for you to still go forth with your vision, even in a time where you were, you know, in a place where you needed more clarity, but you still went through with it. That's that's what I'm talking about. I always tell people keep showing up. You know what I mean? Like you can't. We, we can't erase what happened yesterday. Every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. You really have to wake up and say, okay, today's a new day. I'm doing this today. Yeah. And I, I, I admire that.
1: Yeah. And on the top of it, um, I had just broken up uh, from a relationship of 10 years. Oh. So I think that you were, was a uh, pivotal yeah. point for me. Yeah.
0: I, I know that like for me, um, even dealing with my, I don't even know what to call it, this thing that, this thorn in my flesh mm-hmm. <laughs> um I know that times where I go through traumatic situations it'll trigger it to be on a higher level mm-hmm. so I have to adjust to whatever it takes to you know get me back in line until I get a get to a place where I'm leveled out and I can you know right. fly like I usually do right. but definitely like those things life happens
1: oh yeah it happens you know and a lot of times we try to control it but When we try to control life, you're Mm -hmm. still really not controlling it because you're trying to control it. Right. The ultimate (laughs) goal is to find um, ways to surrender. Mm -hmm. And surrender looks different for different people, Mm -hmm. you know. So for me, that's really the key. You know, surrendering to my negative thoughts, surrendering... um, to the choices and decisions that I've made yesterday, you mm-hmm. know, um, being able to have grace for myself moving forward today. Definitely. Um, you know, and things like that mm-hmm. is very important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then, um, so you open this facility. Then you come to your surrender, and then what happens after that?
1: And then what happens after that is where my weight loss journey started, okay. um, because my coach he said, uh, you know, if I'm going to coach you, you you need to lose 20 pounds. And I'm like, man, I'm paying you, right? How you gonna tell? Wait, me Wait, is lose this the
0: coach, the Awakening Coach? I mean, the Surrender Coach, or this is a. F- a f- fitness coach
1: this coach is a transformative coach so he helps okay. people um get from where they are to where they want to be okay like, and that's know, what you do now right that's what I do now okay I do that now um but I didn't figure out why that was important until two years later okay <laughs> I didn't figure it out but like I said I, I love a challenge so I was like i lose 20 I mean at this point I'm 224 pounds got love handles over here you know mm-hmm. eating chicken and you know, eating after 10 o'clock, 224 (laughs) pounds. Y'all, I can't lose 10 pounds.
0: Look at her. Like,
1: come on, man. (laughs) You know? Um, and so I said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm a natural athlete. You know, Mm -hmm. I played basketball growing up. I received a scholarship actually, um, to play basketball at Beer University. I didn't mention that either. Mm. Um, and so I knew that I could do it. And, um, after that, I kind of, I went to some, through some trainings, um, He challenged me to read, which is something, if you just heard what I said about school, (laughs) reading was not a part of it, you know. Um, But now I know that reading and growing is important. Um, So I love to read. Mm -hmm. I love to read now. So, you know, the goal was to read a book a month. Mm -hmm. um, And I was able to do that the first year. Um, So I lost 64 pounds in 364 days uh, (sighs) the first year. And I read 12 books uh, the first year. So now each year I am continuing to grow
0: Mm -hmm.
1: continuing to grow, um, on purpose. So from that, he was like, Oh, you should get into this coaching program to be a transformative coach. I was like, I don't want to be no coach. I don't
0: (laughs) want to, you really didn't want to do it. So you didn't see the connection with your nonprofit and helping people. Cause that's transformative too, with the children, um, aging out of the foster care system. That's a transformation. Yes.
1: Well, let me tell you this. Um, I was afraid to talk in front of people Really? during the same, oh yeah, <laughs> during the same time, you know, um, because when I was in the third grade, I'm not sure if you can remember, I'm not sure if you're, how old are you?
0: 43. How wise are you? Uh, I'm 43. Okay. I was trying to remember right. how old I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So back
1: then, you know, um, and this was at Washington elementary school, the, mm-hmm. the one teacher would have us to get up and spirit read. So we would stand up and read like two or three yeah. sentences, you know, um, and I got up to read, and they laughed at me because I was stuttering, and you know all of these different yeah. things. And I'm, um, I said that they called me dumb, they called me ugly, they called me stupid. Like my self worth was gone out of. Down, wow. Down. And so and this
0: is the third grade. Third grade.
1: Mm-hmm. So from the third grade all the way up until the age of 38, I struggled with talking in front of people. Mm. So I kind of became mute whenever we had, you know, to do projects in school and you're working, you know, um, in groups. groups. So mm-hmm. I would do the work or be a part of doing the work and allow other people to present. And it was because of that limiting belief that I had about myself from an experience mm-hmm. that I had. And I actually created the narrative right. of their um, their actions. And that's
0: all about that's That's mental health as well. Oh, yeah.
1: All of it's connected. Yeah. All of everything that I do is really connected to why people do what they do and. Mm-hmm. Um, and what behaviors can be put into place you know what are the limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves that we get to unlock you know what about ourselves that um is unconscious that we can bring into the into the consciousness mm-hmm. so that we can be more aware and change the way that we live our lives if we choose again it goes back to what you said is choice right and
0: and it choices those choices aren't i don't think that the world really makes Okay. So I believe, I know that we live in a system. There's, there's systems all over here. Mm -hmm. And so there's all these different systems. And sometimes what happens is if we don't learn how to, um, get out of that system or create our own systems for our own lives, then yeah, you will live in those, those boxes that people put you in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, some of those boxes are unconscious and some of those boxes are conscious that we put ourselves in. Mm -hmm. And so the question uh, becomes, well, you know, what am I getting out of being in this box or this ecosystem? We have systems. Well, we're actually creating ecosystems um, that I know that are not good for me. Right. It's causing me to stay there. Right. We're really getting something out of it, Mm -hmm. even though we don't like it. Right
0: yeah 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 just then those are the choices that we make exactly and even if we is, those are not that's not exactly i'll i'll give an example so um i'm i'm newly married
1: oh congratulations yes
0: i, I we have not yeah <laughs> <laughs> everybody don't know that but i was say it on the podcast so now everybody knows. well i didn't know but, yeah well hey, thank you. you we went ahead and did that um but I had to, because of learned behavior in the system that I was used to, I had to decide, make a choice mm. that I was going to submit to my new system, uh, you know, and and it was it was a hard turn for me mm-hmm. because of what I was used to. But I had to, I said to myself, like, if I keep doing what I'm doing I'm going to keep getting the same results but also the things that I prayed for and the things I actually wanted are in my new system so if I'm not if I don't submit to this new system then I'm really self-sabotaging exactly yeah exactly yeah that's that's powerful Uh, yeah I, I really I honestly just came to this revolution not too long ago um and um revelation not too long ago but one of the things that I've always wanted to do is have a platform where I could be transparent in my spiritual walk, because I, I do have a very strong relationship with God. But I, I need people to know that just because you have a relationship with God, you're you're a human right. and there are ups and downs to this walk mm-hmm. and having a relationship with him helps us. It It shelters us. It, you know, nurtures us yet life is real yeah life is real so i i work to be i've always been transparent with the people that are in my circle so now being publicly transparent is i know it'll help somebody
1: right vulnerability you know people have it wrong it's so powerful it's so powerful right you know um even on social media i'm very vulnerable because I feel like love and joy gets to be shared, mm-hmm. you know, and who we're being actually is contagious, mm-hmm. whether it be good, bad, or ugly. It's, right. still, it's still energy, <laughs> yeah. You know, so my goal is to always be able to impact and inspire people um, by any means necessary, as long as is that you know it honors everyone's dignity at the same time mm-hmm. because it's very, very important. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah,
0: so. I, I like that. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm like that as well. That that's kind of how the. Um, The name for this show, Sit With Me, came about because I wanted to, uh uh-uh, I did not turn (laughs) off my ringer, Matt. I'm so sorry. Um, I wanted to create um, a platform where you could sit with me. You know, regardless of our differences or, you know, like we may not be on the same page with everything, but you still can sit with me. That's what you're talking about, that dignity. Like there's an integrity to everybody. and Everybody deserves respect, even though we have difference of opinion. So, yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah, there is a... um a big distinction between uh, dignity and respect. And if you'll notice that most people put the two together mm-hmm. and it really is separate. Like mm-hmm. dignity is our inherent value and worth and that's our birthright. right. Mm-hmm. Um, respect comes from, am I being respectful, you know, to myself, to other people that gets to be, that gets to be earned over time. Mm-hmm. It really does.
0: So respect gets to be earned. Mm-hmm. So did you think it, you can be disrespectful to some people? If I'm, it's okay.
1: If I'm honoring, my dignity and dignity is one of my core values. Mm -hmm. Um, I get to honor other people's dignity. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not going to go outside myself and be mean and rude and all these other things. I get to take a look at myself internally and to see, well, what choices and decisions do I have? Like there's people that don't like me. There may be people that don't know that, or I don't know that don't like me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still get to show them dignity. Now that includes family members too.
0: You know, if you
1: don't agree with the way that I live my life or the choices and decisions that I make, I'm mm-hmm. still honoring your dignity. I'm still going to speak to you. I'm still going to respect you, regardless of what it is that I have learned that you've said about me and all these different things. Mm-hmm. My way to protect my joy, and my love and my peace is to find a way to separate, separate. myself and Absolutely. still love yeah. and still honor dignity. Right.
0: I had a I had a conversation with somebody even about how they share um, it was this thing where, um, like a lot of times when people ask about the Bible or whatever and religion, and sometimes a lot of times people are just trying to get clarity and the person on the other end will, they call it apologetics, but they, um, are trying to defend the gospel, but the way that they do it is in such a, a way that you turn people off. Right. So there's no, there's no love in that. And I would tell them, I was like, when you explain it to somebody, you have to explain it in love. Right. Like if you real, do you really want them to understand it? Or you just want to defend your point. Right. And do you want to be right?
1: Right. You know, exactly. That's one of the main reasons we have so much conflict (sighs) is people want to be right. right. And, um, people, um, wanting people to believe in what it is that they, believe in but when we have difference of opinions and if that does create some conflict let's have a conversation about it right you know is it more important to be right or is it more important to get it right right and so what's at the core of all of that for me is love
0: right and that's what I tell you have to you have to say it in love you have to you know relate those differences in love Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day you could still have a difference of opinion and still love right yeah right okay so um so, when Kingada speaks, now that you're you're doing transformational coaching, mm-hmm. and so you're taking on clients, personal clients now. Yes, um,
1: I have personal clients now. Um, I'm also a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm so a- you went from not wanting to speak in <laughs> not front talking of me at all. Now you on a big stage. Now on the podcast,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, well, what happened with that? You know, with some of these um, trainings that I went to, I was able, and these were uh, experiential trainings that helped me uncover the limiting beliefs and the stories that I was telling myself. Mm -hmm. You know, that third grade class didn't call me dumb, ugly, and stupid. I made that felt that. Yeah, I interpreted what how they were acting as Mm -hmm. such, Mm -hmm. and so that was real self sabotaging for me. I mean, I'm you know right cognitive level at three years I mean at uh, in third grade isn't where it is now right you know I just had but you this... still
0: carry that with you oh my gosh yes but I think we all do it especially when we get to look back at those childhood traumas like we carry like you said those limiting beliefs with us and they're not necessarily what was said or what was done but that's what we created. that's what we took yeah. from it.
1: Yeah, and then speaking of trauma, it doesn't even have to be anything like sexual abuse right. or seeing somebody get shot. Like it was traumatic for someone just to laugh
0: at me. Yeah, I can I can <laughs> imagine. I I was a teacher. I my, and I I was very um, conscious of how my students treated each other in my class because I I understood yeah. that like you you're a child. You're still vulnerable. Even how. Adults treat children. Oh my gosh, I think yeah. that is like something that people are not really conscious enough of, right, right, And accountable right, enough for, right?
1: Right? Because a lot of times, even when it's um talked about, oh, I was just playing, oh, this, right. uh, like they that's not okay. That. It's not okay. <laughs> like that's it's not, not. It's not okay. It's not cool. It's not cool. Oh, you know. Gosh. Um. So yeah, um, I'm also a facilitator of learning, okay. um, and a uh, mental health therapist. So I'm a contracted mental health therapist uh, for a, a local um, agency here in Palm Beach County too. Okay. So,
0: so how have you taken um, like what you've experienced in your transformation to your clients?
1: Um, my way of being. So I'm going to give you the three different ways that, um, in my experiences, that people live their life. Um, one way is the have-do-be. And have-do-be, these are your victims of life. You know, if I had enough money, if I had cars, if I had the relationships, then I'll do the things that I, I need to do and then I'll, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are your victims and the, uh, do have be these are your worker bees. you know, this was my top one, you know, going to school, working two jobs, you know, mm-hmm. doing all of this stuff. Well, if I do more, if I have, um, you know, more jobs, making more money, then I can afford this, you know, huge house and I can make my family happy, mm-hmm. you know? So if I do more, I'll have all the things that I, I want to have and then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But then B do have is leadership. So be do have acts, well, who do I get to be today Mm -hmm. to do the things that I get to do Mm -hmm. so that I can have the results that I want to have in my Mm -hmm. life? I like that. And so from your being, um, you're really being intentional about the things that you're doing and you're conscious of it. You're aware of it. Right. And then all of your results will be the byproduct of who you've been being. Right. And so, I'm very intentional about um creating joy. You'll notice we came in
0: today. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, are you really okay? <laughs> like you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just brushed it off, but yeah. I, I I even noticed that sometimes if somebody says, "Hey, how are you doing?" And you could say, "Um, fine, how are you right You know that's just an automatic response. Exactly. It's not you're not really answering the question. You're just right on auto,
1: right. Uh, yeah, autopilot, mm-hmm. which, you know, and I still get on it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the only difference between me and you is levels of consciousness of what what's important, right? You know? And um, how much work we've done on our internal cells, you know, over time. Mm-hmm. That's really the only difference. People ask, well, how do you how did you lose weight and this is that? I'm like, I don't know. I just you know, uh, pay attention to what I'm eating. Right. Am I being consistent? Am Mm -hmm. I being disciplined? You know, am I being courageous? Am I being, um, graceful with myself when I don't hit my marks for today? Right. That's really the only difference. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then that way you're able to stay consistent. I know a lot of times when people with trying to change their, um, eating patterns like if you fall off, then they just fall off. Yes. You know, you gotta fall off and keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, I even do it like I do a lot of fasting. And so, you know, sometimes if if something goes wrong, you don't stop, you just keep going. Yeah. You know, so just learning how to complete the things that you start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And being able to um ask yourself powerful questions. Mm-hmm. Even at the end of the day. You know, um did I keep my word to myself today. You mm-hmm. can check it out yes or no. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't, or if, you know, I ate that piece of cheesecake when I said I was going to eat um, some spinach, mm-hmm. you know, well, what worked mm-hmm. today? What didn't work? Mm-hmm. You know,
0: what could I add? Right. So you, do you believe in adjusting? Um, you can describe that for me. So mm-hmm. like, let's say you're saying what didn't work today and what did work today. Mm-hmm. So if something didn't work, do you believe in adjusting?
1: Uh-huh. So when I ask that question, it's um, yes, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also still goes back to the being. What worked? Well, I was being, I wasn't being consistent. Well, what did I say yes to that caused me uh, to say no to myself today? So what it does is it evokes thought. Right. And one thing that, you know, a lot of people don't do is take the time to critically think and take the time to reflect because, mm-hmm. you know, this world is hustle and bustle. Let's go. Right. Such and such having a party. This is that. Well, you know, are you making time for yourself? Yeah. Even five minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: Like thinking you you're saying like thinking about your thought process. Yeah. I always about- say thinking about your even your self-talk and yeah. like cuz a lot of times we're talking to ourselves all the time. I know I talk to myself all yeah. the time. So, and I'll have to I will have to create uh correct some of my thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not right. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to think that way. No, this is the way that we're going to think. Right. But um I was asking about the adjustments because um sometimes sometimes people get into a place where maybe you can't have that grace for yourself or you're beating yourself up because you're unable to adjust. Like if that's not working for you, Mm -hmm. that's not working for you. Right. So maybe you could still, maybe there's another way to get to the result that you're looking for, Mm -hmm. or maybe the result that you're looking for is, is not the right result.
1: Yeah. 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 And sometimes those, uh, for me, uh, mine is my, my results are more internal Mm -hmm. and becoming the best version of me every day so how can I be one percent better than I was the day before Mm -hmm. and so um being able to do that it causes me to think and if I'm asking myself these questions well sometimes a surrender has to come at different different points you know um Sean Hawkins is actually my my trainer I surrendered and got a personal trainer Mm -hmm. um in August of last year Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I think I'm getting good at this. I, I want to be a, a, a power lifter, right? <laughs> oh, Ooh, look, You going to be getting...
0: on the Ninja Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know i making it
1: that far. But I was like, oh, I'm thinking about, you know, going to get my physical training. Like really? Nutrition. Yeah. And then I'm going through it. Because you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. So mm-hmm. that's how we think about, um, you know, our results and the things that we're interested in. Um, you know, it could be leisure, but sometimes we try to make these businesses out of things that, ain't not even supposed to be a business right you know so that's just an example of what you're saying for me okay well I had to really stop step back you know Mm self-reflect um and see well is that really what I wanted to do right well no this might just be a a hobby for me to Mm -hmm. look up you know different recipes and look up different resources and Mm -hmm. ways to lose belly fat and all this stuff not necessarily uh career for
0: me right but in but in your career because our next segment we're going to be talking about um, health mm-hmm. actually the physical health mm-hmm. and I know for a fact for me personally mm-hmm. like how I eat affects my mental health I'm telling you that you know. clarity like I'm doing vegan right now but I I've, I just and I really know honestly for myself that eating clean, eating vegan mm-hmm. um, it's just a better choice for me. Not that I like to be a vegan or anything like mm-hmm. that. I, my body just operates better. My right. mind operates better. Right. I'm able to create better right. um, when I'm eating this way. And I, I know it's because my body's not utilizing all the energy to do certain things, but I, I don't know. Even I stopped eating meat in December and my skin cleared up so much right. better. I've been fighting acne like for the last fifteen years, wow. <laughs> you know, I had adult acne, mm-hmm. and so I stopped eating the meat, and my skin cleared up. And so I've just been doing fish, but now I'm transitioning, just going to do some fasting, and you know, just trying some different things. But the way you eat can de- oh, yeah. is definitely oh, yeah. a part of that transformation.
1: Yeah, people talk about mind, body, spirit. Well, am I being mindful? You know, am I being spiritual? Right. Am I being healthy? Right. You know. It's am I doing these things or am I being these
0: things? Oh, right. Because you can do right. you can go and lose
1: weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what what do they call it? Um, it's summertime. You know, oh, and, um, summertime. Fine. Yeah. You know, whatever <laughs> it is. Well, what happens after summer is over?
0: Right. What happens after? So you're just. It's not that you're being that. You're just doing it for the moment. For the moment. Yeah. Right. And
1: that's why you know we were talking about the why earlier, and um, my my why is uh to plant seeds in the lives of all so that collectively we ignite inspiration in which others may grow. Mm. So when I first started losing weight, I was like, oh, shoot, don't you quit. You know, you <laughs> know, I, know <laughs> I can go buy some old clothes, you know. And then after a while, it's like, okay, well, my coach said to lose the weight, what it really wasn't about the vanity piece of it. Right. You know, because the healthier you are. But you felt better. The
0: clearer you think, the yes. more ideas
1: you have, and the more lives you get to impact.
0: Right. You know, so you vibrate on a higher level, like if everybody's and not talking against how people eat or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's it's a fact. Right. You know, you you can run with the crowd. The Bible says it's straight and narrow. So there's there's a path that is not a lot of people are going to take, but that path helps you to rise above. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm 18 hours fasted right now, and I feel like I've eaten, I've eaten steaks and all of this other stuff to feel good. Yeah, you know, um. So I, you know, uh, for the past four months, I've been focusing on gut health for all of the reasons that you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. You know, well, h- how can I find ways to, um, extract internally what's already, um, inside of me so it'll show up externally, mm-hmm. and so, um that way of being actually shines without me even trying to make it shine it's right. like automatic
0: cuz you're being it cuz i am being it <laughs> yeah that's good stuff yeah yeah cuz you're being it you're not trying to be it mm-hmm. you're really taking it day by day um to to make that a part of who you are exactly yeah
1: exactly exactly yeah
0: so when so what do you say to the person that um it's experiencing like depression and things of that nature. Like from a healthcare professional point of view, what do, what do you, what do people do? Um,
1: well, there are a lot or how of, how do you
0: even like, let's say first, how do you recognize that you may need some mental health care?
1: Well, your ways of being may be off. You may feel sluggish. Um, you may notice that your mood is shifting. You may notice um, who you are being when you're with other people is this normally how I you know I was two weeks ago um, and things like that So you know one thing for me I've never been diagnosed with a mental health disorder but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I've experienced some um, depression at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. you know my mom passed away in, in 2020 but I used my own uh, defense mechanisms that I did not know that I was doing at that time. You know, and defense mechanisms aren't always negative. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some positive defense mechanisms only there to, to kind of protect us. Right. Um. But um. in that time, I noticed my being was off because I was actually caring for my mom from June all the way up until December. She passed away of, of brain cancer. Oh. And um, so I noticed because I was exercising, you know, four to five times out of the week mm-hmm. and I stopped. And the first thing I noticed, I started to gain weight. I was being sluggish and all these, you know, other things. And I was like, okay, well, is my routine on? You know, so one of the things that I would recommend is creating a morning routine for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and that morning routine can look like um, prayer, meditation, meditation. You know, maybe 15 minutes of some sort of movement. Movement. I'm not going to say exercise because a lot of people don't like exercise.
0: I am not exercising. I have decided (laughs) that is not what I'm going to do. But I will go walking. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I will create a morning routine that helps me with consistency and like like you set in your day.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And that is exercise, by the way. You get to give yourself some credit.
0: The walking, walk-in. oh, yeah. yeah, I'll go. That's about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, some people don't do that because
0: I try to. I had a gym membership probably for three years, and <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> they probably saw to me three back. times. <laughs> you need to tell them, hey, I fell off. <laughs>
1: uh, no, recycled. I went
0: and canceled it. I was like, listen, <laughs> um, my god sister used it for a while, and my son was using it. Then mm-hmm. I went and canceled it because I was not going to nobody gym.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, morning routine. You know, um, I just finished reading this book called The Five A.M. Club. Um, and it talks about waking up at five a.m. and the benefits of it, and this is some neuroscience, you know. I love um, neuroscience. Yeah, when you when you get up, you're kind of releasing cortisol, you know. You're creating dopamine. You you know you have all of these different chemicals that you get to um, activate. Mm-hmm. You know, people drink coffee and all of that. Well, you're seeking external um, external resources right. to give you what it is that the you energy. need. Well, mm. like, what's possible if I can actually uh, pull that? What's already inside of me out with all of the extra, you know, right. things externally. Right. And so this book actually says, you know, um, it's called the twenty 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 rule. So you do twenty minutes of if it's prayer, meditation, listening to gospel, um, uh, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Twenty minutes of some form of movement, and then twenty minutes of learning something new. Mm. You activate, and you get an opportunity to shift your mood just that
0: quick. I love that. Can you repeat
1: it? What, the 2020 yeah. so it's 20 minutes of some form of exercise mm-hmm. um, 20 minutes of um either it's prayer meditation listening to gospel journaling that's a big one because I do it every morning mm-hmm. um, and then 20 minutes of learning something new mm-hmm. so that way you're able to um, access um the chemicals in your your mind and your body um, you're releasing cortisol and things like that mm-hmm. so that you get to show up in the best way that you can when you actually start. To communicate with people or, you know, see people and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you've, you've already, already given yourself. It, yeah, And that, then you're already filling yourself with uh, what you need. Exactly. Before you go out and th- something else fills you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like you you take control over y- your being. E-
1: exactly. Yeah. Actually, you declare your being. You
0: declare your being.
1: Oh, yeah. It's powerful. hmm
0: Yeah. So you want to talk about that? What? Declaring, Declaring your being. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. So um, with declaration, we get to, I mean, I'm not sure if you've ever um, wrote down affirmations. Yeah. You know, I'm love. I'm kind. I'm great. You know, that's still the doing this piece of it. Mm -hmm. Well, what if I actually really believe that I am? right? You know, what if if my um, behaviors and my choices every day actually reflected that? Mm -hmm. Like, how powerful would that that be? you know mm-hmm. so if you're able to declare who you get to be today mm-hmm. who you get to impact today hopefully first you're impacting yourself mm-hmm. um and then you go out and you do those things mm-hmm. with intention mm-hmm. with intention
0: mm-hmm. how do how do uh, i don't know how do um how do people get to that place? Because like you're saying, like you actually, like I actually believe this stuff. i be saying like uh-huh. some people be like, your faith is crazy and it really <laughs> is. But I've been through so much in my life that, um, I just, I don't, I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. just kind of threw away everything else and chose to live this way. But, um, How do people go from wishing, hoping to being? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, it's a process. And I love the process. It's a process and it's surrender. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, habits. You spend 20 days doing one thing. mm Yeah. And you, "Eh, I did that. It (laughs) It does not
0: work. (laughs) Not if you're talking about getting it in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, But the thing is, is in order to create a habit, you get to practice what you're trying to create okay. so it's really a practice you mm-hmm. know I'm not reaching a goal of um, creating a habit I'm just reaching a goal of being disciplined and consistent mm-hmm. so if we start there, um, and I can only speak from my experiences with this question that you're asking, because I'm not saying that this is all set in stone. This is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. But it worked for me. So um, every morning I'll get up. Um, and before I started doing the 5 a.m. club, I would I would read, meditate, weigh myself every day. I still do that mm-hmm. um, just to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I pray and I do all of what I'm saying, I'm going to do, and what I noticed over time is that I was doing it. Like, oh yeah, you know, I prayed and this. You're is not that. just What's telling next? people
0: to do it. No, you're doing it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so, um, I real because I asked my coach, I was like, well, how do you be? I mean, I was so frustrated on Coach Kyle. I was like, how do you do it? Just tell me how to be. And this is that. And he He's couldn't like, give me the answer. Right. And the thing is is that I can't give you the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, it all boils down to what is important to you. Right. You know, it boils right back down to that why. You and, know,
0: and willing to go through that process. Yeah. And and knowing that it's not gonna happen overnight.
1: Right, right. And you know, one thing that I've noticed over the over the past year and a half, we talk about conflict. Like probably as soon as you walk out of the door, it's gonna be some kind of conflict. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not conflict with you, um Personally, it could be you know people blowing the horn at somebody who didn't pull out fast enough. You know, at the green light, right. somebody
0: did me like that. This I was like, <laughs> "Really? Yeah. We just going you just <laughs> gonna lay on your horn like that? Not yeah. a nice little beat, but yeah, okay.
1: you going to the Walgreens <laughs> and you rushing the people. You know, you're in conflict. Yes, you know. So and um, that
0: energy is just
1: draining, draining, draining. Right. Well, if one can shift their perspective on conflict. Mm -hmm. It is the most powerful thing that you can do. So if I am in a conflict with someone, I'm surrendering to the conflict, and we talked about being right and all of that, Mm -hmm. Um, and I ask myself, well, what is it that I'm supposed to learn? Because if I'm supposed to learn something from this, I have no choice but to grow if I'm willing to go into solitude and reflect
0: on it. Exactly. I just said that this weekend. I was thinking about, like, Losses like you never lose if you learn a lesson. Right. Right. I invite conflict,
1: but I don't like conflict. I I don't like conflict. There's a big difference.
0: But I do learn my lessons. Like I'm I'm very um, mindful to make sure that I I learn whatever I'm supposed to learn from that. But I don't because a lot of people take losses personally. Right. You know, and it can be really devastating Mm -hmm. for some people where it's crippling and it doesn't allow them to move on. So, but seeing a loss as a lesson, like really look at it. What can I learn? And I could just keep going. People have asked me about like different entrepreneurial things that I have done. And I always say like, at least I could say I did it. Right. You know what I mean? Like if it, if it doesn't work out, okay, I could do, I, I'm able to create something else. I'm able to do something else. I, I have no problem with that. But a lot of people get so like I said, you're just beat up on themselves so bad about right. the losses, right. and
1: you know that's where grace kind of comes back into play, and that's something that I'm actually uh, practicing now okay. is
0: grace. grace.
1: Because I explain a... what
0: grace is, because somebody might not even know what grace is. Okay, we've been how, talking about it. A whole um, time. how
1: do I have patience? How do I have? Um... Let's see what would be a good word for? It. How do I have? Um, when I say grace is like space so I'll just give an example of it because I don't really have a good definition for it um we have grace for people someone being late right okay well you know because we're really all making stories up um we're making stories up every day all the time and if I'm going to make a story up about a loss um that I've had or a goal that I did not meet well That means I can make a story up that's going to help me help propel myself, you know, forward if that's the direction that I want to go. Mm -hmm. So creating grace for yourself allows you to surrender to the negative thoughts that you're having, um, the limitations that um, you may be putting on yourself and the stress and the pressure. Allow yourself to breathe. Mm. Tell yourself it's okay. It's okay. Let yourself know, hey, tomorrow is a new day. Right. So it's kind of like, okay, today, tomorrow I get to choose. The next day I get to choose. Because failure is a part of the process. Right. And if uh, if people learn um, to uh, surrender to failure as being a part of the process. Yes. You can look at it uh, as so many ways to create yes. so many new opportunities. Yes. And also um, it creates um, trust in yourself mm-hmm. if I'm willing to grow from it.
0: Yeah. I, I like that. Understanding that failure is a part of the process. Like everybody doesn't mm-hmm. get that mm-hmm. but it's the understanding that failure is a part of mm-hmm. the process
1: and it's really like a switch i'm allowing myself
0: to view failure as a part, part of the of process, process. Right. and that goes back to choice mm-hmm. what you said earlier right mm-hmm. that's good that's good so just wrapping up go ahead and what um what would you like to say to someone that is um sh- possibly struggling with their mental health, but they are suffering silently and they're afraid to get help.
1: Um. Being, being open to, um, just being open to a new possibility and choosing not to look at my life. This is it. This is all, you know, um, some ways that I do you know with my own therapy um one of the main things that you can do to try to support um, you in a if you're in a mood or again we've been talking about being mm-hmm. find something to do for somebody else being service mm-hmm. being service um because you'll never really know how that would affect um, your own mental health your own mood I mean it also affects other people as well um I would say be willing to be a part of the process um Find other people, and I'm not saying this in a way, go find other people that have, like, mental health issues. Yeah, Um, (laughs) Yeah, you (laughs) (laughs) But find um, and be willing to allow yourself to trust your support system Mm -hmm. um, because it always takes um, other people. Mm. that we get whose legs we get to stand on mm-hmm. um, until we can stand on our own. Mm. And so it's really about trusting myself to say that, hey, I am not okay. And then the new thing, will, hey, I am um, not okay with being okay. And who is it that I get to be so that I can be okay? Mm. So that I can be okay. Mm-hmm. Like
0: you have a choice.
1: You have cho- right back to <laughs> choice.
0: Right. That needs to be the name of this choice. <laughs> choice you can make a choice <laughs> yes. to be mentally healthy go ahead and yes. shout out how can they get in contact with you if somebody's ready to start their transformation and they want to contact you go ahead and give your information Well, i'm going to
1: give my phone number because um i don't even advertise or things like that i just think that it's really you know people who want to be able to do um the work of transformation has to be ready to do the work of transformation. You know, it's nothing that I can say, hey, anybody want to coach you? They
0: don't really get it. Right. You know, um, right. so my, it says somebody because when somebody is at the point of seeking the help, then they're ready. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So really, um, all
1: of my coaching clients have come to me, okay. all of them um, from my way of being and how I show up, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, my phone number is 561. I uh, hope my fiance doesn't get me for this. Sorry, Carmen. <laughs> but it's already plastered everywhere. Forgive, Carmen, uh, forgive. <laughs> um, it's 561 584 2240. And I'm also on uh, Facebook. I've pretty much been using my own personal page. It's um, Kenyatta Conway, And on Instagram, it's um, uh, being underscore KC. And my email address is K Conway. That's K C O N N. A-W-A-Y 23 at outlook.com.
0: I like being Casey. Yes, I'm being (laughs) me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you all for listening in. This has been sit with me with our guest Kenyatta speaks, and she's giving you the tools to reach out to her. Also, we know that the information that you're getting here is to help you on your journey your mental health journey because we all can live healthier we all can live better we just have to choose to do it right
1: yeah. <laughs> and the journey does not end until we get to the other side of the grass so
0: we get to choose when our journey starts hey you get to you get to choose when your journey starts like that might not even be your journey that you on yeah. That could be somebody else's journey. We didn't talk about that. Living up to other people's expectations and all of that. Okay, been there, done that. (laughs) Yeah. All right, y'all. This is Sit With Me with Tori Christina. I'll see you on the next show.